and welcome to the 129th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Antler. How you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm terrific. So, Roger, we track leadership changes in wireless pretty closely. Yes. We just heard about a pretty big change in Basking Ridge, where Verizon's headquartered. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about who's in and, and who's out? Well, it's a big announcement from, from Verizon. Sam Perth is the new EVP and CEO of the consumer group of Verizon. He used to run the business group and, you know, is clearly a, a rising star there. Or he's already, he has already risen, right? Taking over for Sam Perth is Kyle Malady who used to run, previously to running now business, he ran the network. His place is being taken by Joe Russo, who's currently the chief network officer. And then also Matt Ellis, the CFO, will retire effectively May 1st. So he will do one more earnings call. And he will be replaced, at least for the time being, by Tony Schiadas, who used to be the controller. And But they're looking for a permanent replacement for him. So a lot of moving chairs here in, in Baskin Ridge. And what's interesting, and, and, and Hans Vesberg, the CEO who, who ran the consumer group, in addition to his CEO duties since December, said like that they did an internal and external search. And yeah, we know that they've looked externally in, in Europe and had some good conversations there. But ultimately, you know, they decided Sampath was the one to go with. Well, and to some extent, I mean, this is kind of an old school Verizon move, right? I mean, I think historically they had, prior to Hans, done a lot of promotion from within. Under Hans, they've they brought in a lot of folks from outside. Well, even before before that, with Lowell McAdam, under Denny, they were exclusively recruiting from inside. Under Lowell, Lowell made the decision that he wants to bring in other people from other industries. And so, for example, Lowell brought in Diego Scotti, who's the CMO of Verizon. And also lower down in the organization, a lot of people from outside came in and did that. So the company makeup changed a lot under Lowell and then even more accelerated under under Hunts. You know, it's very interesting because for Sampath, when, when we look at it from an analytical point of view, for Hans, he is again one degree of separation away from running the consumer business or the, or the the business part of the organization. So it's one step away again. So Sampa's success will be also Hans's success. And if Sampa can't, can't turn it around, Sampa might be the one who will have to take the hit. But it certainly bought time for Hans because last year, three out of four quarters, Verizon lost consumer postpaid phone customers. The only growth came in 
from Verizon wireless business phones. But when you look at all the other segments in Verizon business, they were all struggling, right? And we, we commented a lot of on wireless business success. Well, we've even had Sampath on the, on the podcast, right? So, And we had Sampath on the broadcast. Really sharp guy, great executive. But Kyle, who I know for 20 years, I met Kyle when he was working for Dick Lynch, right, 20 years ago. Great network executive. Hans gave him a lot of credit of working with him and on the consumer side, but Kyle didn't have a sales organization yet to report to him. So it's it's an interesting choice. It's a big step for Kyle. He has now sales responsibility. He runs an entire PL rather than the technical organization. Right. But he has his work cut out for him. No doubt about that. Right. Well, what I thought was interesting about this announcement was, you know, to the extent the extent to which Verizon has really talked a lot about Mac and private networks and, and probably more so than T-Mobile and AT&T have recently. And I wonder, you know, particularly given, you know, some of the prerequisites in, in the network in terms of standing up standalone to get slicing and private networks working, same thing with, with mobile edge compute. Does it mean something that you're putting somebody with so much technical expertise in charge of a business segment where, you know, I think one of the things that I got out of the last round of investor conferences is everybody's still kind of saying mobile edge compute isn't quite here yet. It's not quite ready. The the technical prerequisites and really the customer base is not quite ready yet. What does it mean from a from a leadership perspective or from a technical perspective, but somebody with so much network, deep networking experience in charge of the business group? On one hand, there's it, it shows a closer technical integration. And Kyle often met with, you know, regularly meets with the, with the largest clients. So he, he's not like he's never met a client, right? All of them meet, meet their clients regularly. But I think Mech, it's much more of a demand problem than a supply problem. Mm-hmm. The businesses don't know yet how to use this and why they should have it. And so somebody like Kyle might be able to explain this better and stimulate the demand because a lot of the capabilities are there. It's just like people look at it and they're like, okay, great. But what I have is is working fine, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or why should I pay more for this? Or why should I have this transition and what happens if it fails right right you know kyle is being succeeded by by joe russo who is for 27 years with verizon so the 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 one organization that was least affected by all the the influx from the outside was actually the network group and so here you have another veteran of the company when you scratch him he's probably bleeding red but Verizon red, right? Right. So you have another one of 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 that pedigree run the organization. Right. And from a you know network perspective, I mean obviously there's kind of planning and development things that need to happen over the next couple of years, but you know, the roadmap is pretty clear in terms of what they've we've committed to and and are planning on doing in terms of building out C band and, and so forth, right? So it seems like a good opportunity 
for somebody that has experience with the network for that many years to take over and execute. Yeah, it's the it's all a group effort, and Joe knows this as well as uh, as Kyle does, right? So they they have their playbook, and they they will execute on it and keep executing on it. And you know, when we listen to Peter Oswaldick, he's like. We have the fastest network, but people still think Verizon is the fastest network. And we see it in our data that, yes, T-Mobile has the fastest network, but in terms of reliability and coverage, Verizon is still being perceived as as the best one, right? Well, I mean, they spent decades building a pedigree around network and messaging it right all the way back to can you hear me now and even you know bell atlantic days right so old habits die hard and they still do have a, a tremendous network right and they are in the midst of a massive build out that i think in a lot of ways will get them a lot closer to where t-mobile is from a network performance and capabilities perspective one of the things i'm curious about getting your perspective on is you know when you have a, a leadership change in the consumer group like sampath taking over how long does it take for kind of the new ideas to kind of flow through the organization are we do we expect to see major changes from verizon under sampath i mean i would think some obviously given the state of net ads on consumer what is your thoughts on how does that kind of ripple through the organization and when should we look for significant changes in terms of strategy or or positioning well, they appointing him leader of, of the Verizon Consumer Group not to do the same thing that they did before, right? That's why you get new leadership, at, at least on the Consumer Group. Realistically speaking, you know, it takes three to six months to create new plans, right? So anything that comes now in the next three to six months was actually prepared and imagined under Hans and even Manon, right? Mm-hmm. But he's the guy who who will pull the trigger and make the decision. And I want to remind people about, you know, one of the things that John Ledger said is like that a lot of the uncarrier moves were simply proposals that the, the T-Mobile team provided to the senior executive team and the senior executive team decided not to act upon. Mm-hmm. And so Sampath is probably going to go through all the ideas that the Verizon team put together and hasn't executed yet. You know, maybe he will find a similar quality of ideas that that John Ledger found, right? And, and then can simply say, yes, let's do this. Now, if there is a Darth of that, then it will take longer. But the market is is going to be impatient. The first quarter, from what it looks like, it doesn't doesn't look pretty, right? Mm -hmm. So they all bought for each other another quarter of time. Because they say like, oh, we can't blame for Sampath. He came in March 3rd. Two-thirds of the quarter is gone. So we can't blame it on him. Well, Hans is no longer there, so we can't blame it on him either. So, you know, it, it all resets the clock. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, you know, it's honestly, Verizon has the most kind of cyclical inflection in terms of their net ads, or historically has anyway, because they've had the least prepaid exposure 
and Q1 is usually a pretty quiet quarter for postpaid, and it, it has some prepaid exposure. But Verizon has always had, or, or in the last three or four years, had negative Q1s, right? Even before they started having problems with Q2 and Q3, Q1 was always kind of their down quarter, natural anyway, usually anyway. Only under Matt Ellis as the CFO. The first quarter that they ever lost in Q1 was under Matt Ellis. Fran Shamo, who was the CFO before that, and every other CFO before that, they did not have first quarter downs. Now, I'm not blaming it on Matt Ellis, right? But when you watch this market for 20 years, Verizon having a bad first quarter becoming a habit that extended is a, is a recent announcement. Something like this would not have happened under Denny, right? Denny would have ripped heads off clean, right? Yeah. And and performance like that would not have been acceptable. And now it's spread out. And hopefully for Verizon, it will return to the, to the glory days of, of the past. Because, you know, I always quote Denny saying, you know, Happy people don't make numbers. Numbers make happy people. <laughs> and so with, with that in mind, I would hope that there will be happy people in Baskin Ridge, you know, with the new leadership team. Yep. Well, I hope so, too. And I think it's a really interesting inflection point for Verizon, given where they are with the network build, given kind of the assets they're still working to deploy and their positioning in the market particularly with you know T-Mobile reaching an inflection point where they are, their head of network is, is retiring. They're now kind of... With growing subscribers, right? Right, and, and they're growing subscribers, and but they're shifting to off of a network build. They're you know, doing stock buybacks, all that kind of stuff. So I think there's, there's a lot of dynamism that we have to look forward in the market in the next year or two as things kind of change, right? And, and, and as, as the networks at AT&T and Verizon mature more into kind of the mid-band holdings that they purchased, and I think we get closer, hopefully, to you know, the network parity we had at the end of the 4G era, which is really kind of the setup for T-Mobile's explosive growth as they you know, complete the merger and, and all that sort of thing. So I think it's exciting. I'm, I'm happy for, for Verizon that there's kind of a, a new leadership at, at the helm and I, I wish good things for them. I hope so too. And uh, we know from from past experience and past performance that you know they can do it, but they need to adapt to the new competitive environment. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Thanks, Roger. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. <laughs>